Chapter 10. Let's have fun. I asked my good friend Sven, if there was one thing you wanted from a woman, what would it be? Sven replied back to me quickly, they have to learn how to have fun. He said, when I was 19 years old, I called up my girlfriend Karen. I asked her if she wanted to go to Big Bear and go skiing for the weekend. She said, sure, that sounds like fun. I picked her up and we drove up to the mountain. As we went up there, we laughed and joked all the way up the mountain. We had fun. We checked into a funky hotel, not a five-star hotel, very modest place, nothing special. We had a great time. Woke up in the morning, went skiing. We rode up the chairlift. We laughed. We were playful and we enjoyed every moment. We had fun the entire time. It was amazing. We went to a cheap little restaurant. No one complained about the food or that the service wasn't good. We went back to the hotel, fooled around, woke up in the morning. Nobody bitched at anybody. We just had a great time. Then we went home. I dropped her off, kissed her goodbye, and said, we need to do that again. There was no tension. There was no mind games. It was just fun. We enjoyed each other for the two days. As life progresses, the next thing you know, you're going to a restaurant or on vacation. Something is not good enough. The hotel is not good enough. The food is not good enough. The service is not good enough. Your attitude is not good enough. There's always a problem with something. Somehow or another, we forget to have fun. Again, we only see problems instead of seeing how much we've been given. We lose everything when we lose gratefulness. Sven makes a fabulous point. He also says, if his wife read this today, she would ask, who's Karen? Do you like Karen more than me? The next thing you know, we'd be in a bit cycle of mind games instead of just saying, let's go out and enjoy each other and have fun. Weeks turn into years and your journey through life progresses. You've worked a long week. You wake up in the morning next to your wife. You roll over and start loving and kissing on her. And then she says, honey, can you change the light bulb in the bathroom? A long to-do list appears on paper and the duty to maintain your stuff takes up all the good life and smothers any chance of spontaneity. Sadly, the routines of living slowly and quietly crowds out the fun time, relationship building value added time, green blocks, buddy. The fun time is replaced by the non-value relationship killing time of managing all our stuff, red blocks, baby. As a lean thinker, I take this situation and I ask myself, where the source of the problem is? At first blush, I would say we all get caught up in the trappings of living. Bigger houses, cars, material possessions, becoming the new value-added pursuit. The irony is, we somehow think that a lot of these possessions are going to allow us to have fun but they really all require an enormous amount of management, whether it be paying the bills, the insurance, maintaining the cars, fixing the leaky faucets, painting the spare bedroom, or mowing the lawn. All these activities have the potential to interfere with being together and having fun. In the name of having it all, the white picket fence and two cars, we inadvertently trade our fun time for things. So what is the answer?
We must understand and identify what is the true value-added activity in life and relationship building. Find out what is really important in life and not let anything stand in the way or supersede that activity. Step one, we need to 3S our life or declutter our work area, if you will, and get rid of all the things that are stripping away and confusing us from where the important work is. If you were to use our relationships with our spouse as a metaphor for the work area, it is a cluttered mess of crap. No wonder we don't get along. Just like a cluttered work area is unsafe and unproductive, so is a cluttered life and relationship. Fun requires spontaneity. You can't have spontaneity if you have a long list of life's burdens weighing you down. Spontaneity can create an element of surprise, and I've never met a woman who doesn't love a good surprise. We all have so many responsibilities that we can't even begin to think about being spontaneous, let alone surprising our lover with an emotional orgasm. We create batches of to-do lists to manage all of our stuff, and we might as well just concede any chance of a lifetime of walking hand-in-hand on the beach and just enjoy being present. I spend about nine weeks a year in Japan teaching and training people on the Toyota production system. I often go to Costco to buy the supplies for the bus, the nuts, the fruits, and all the healthy stuff that is mandatory on all my Japan study missions. I observe the most amazing thing with the Japanese people in Costco. For sure, Costco is a volume play. You go there to save money. You buy more and you get a better deal. But you have to buy 30 rolls of toilet paper and 12 rolls of paper towels. Now, the average family only needs one roll a week. In North America, we manage this dilemma by building bigger and bigger houses with more and more storage. The Japanese will have none of this. They love their minimalistic lifestyle, and they will not let any North American influence change that, even if it's a good deal. Their workaround is hysterical. They go in groups to Costco. They buy everything, and then they split it all up in the parking lot. You can go to any Costco parking lot in Japan and watch this clever workaround. The trip to Costco is not just a shopping experience. It is an event with friends and family. The communications flowing and their smiles are evidence that they beat the system. Value is in communicating to our partner that they're important, and we do that by responding spontaneously to them in a playful and loving way. How in the world can we be playful and loving when we are caught up in the rat race of managing and storing 30 rolls of toilet paper and all the other stuff? Yes, all that extra inventory is just a giant detour that sucks our time and resources. Then we make it worse by piling on more stuff, increasing the burden on our waiting relationships. It is total insanity what we're doing, and we don't even know it. The important thing is we must remember we are in control. We are the ones setting in place the processes that either support or detract from our love relationships. 
Our relationships are not some mystical happening that require a genie to understand. They do require us doing a few things. Number one, asking some tough questions. Number two, making some important observations. I will never forget my assistant Lori telling me, I love my new two-bedroom condo. Lori and her husband had moved into a small two-bedroom condo from a large home with two dogs and a cat. She exclaimed, she was the happiest she's ever been. I said, Lori, how could this be? Your husband and you work from your home. How can you do that in this tiny little 900-square-foot two-bedroom condo? You used to have a great big house with a yard and a garden and two dogs, and now you only have this two-bedroom condo for you and Keith. How could you be so happy? She replied back to me and said, Every weekend, Keith and I say to ourselves, What are we going to do to have fun? We plan a hike, a drive, a new restaurant to try, or a town to explore. We don't have the burden to take care of a big house. There is no peeling paint to scrape or yard to mow. We just have weekend after weekend to enjoy each other and have fun. Another friend of mine, Kevin Myers, a great lean thinker, told me about his house shopping experience. He and his wife were relocating and they were looking for a new house. The realtor kept pointing out all the great storage in the different homes they were looking at. Kevin replied back, We don't want more storage. We want less storage. The realtor, perplexed, couldn't understand Kevin's thinking. Everyone wants more storage. Kevin understood something that most people miss. Things own you. The more things you have, the bigger slave you become. In order to have a lean life, you have to fundamentally change your thinking. When you tour a Toyota plant, there is just one banner hanging from the rafters, and it reads, Good thinking, good products. I told my friend Sven both these stories, and he said, You know, I remember when I was young. We would drive down the road. We had nothing. We would see these big houses, and we'd say, Wouldn't it be nice to have a big house like that? That is the deception that we all fall for. Then Sven went on to say, I had more fun when I was a young man driving around in a modest car with my girlfriend, dreaming about the big house, than I do now that I live in the big, beautiful house. Folks, I hate to think lean about everything, but I'm sorry, I do. The house is inventory. It represents overproduction. The rest is downhill from there. For me... It's all so simple. When you understand where the value is and you understand what's keeping you from having a meaningful workplace or fulfilling life, it goes right back to the same basic concepts. That's right. We created the hamster wheel, so it's time for us to jump on it. You must understand with certainty what is value and what is non-value. As long as we are not clear on where the value is in our life, we will Always replace it with non-value-added activity that will suck the life right out of everything we do. A life filled with non-value-added activity is a wasted life, wasted emotion, wasted effort, wasted love, 
and most of all, wasted time we could have enjoyed with the people we love, smiling, laughing, building memories, and having lots of fun. Spontaneity could easily be interpreted as just in time. Responsibility in the form of houses, cars, and things can easily be interpreted as inventory. It's all pretty simple when you start to see it like this. So what's it going to be? Do the math. Less is more, and time is fun. Fun is happiness and a life of fulfillment. It's not that things in and of themselves are bad. It's the excess that causes the problem. One of my favorite quotes of all time is from Albert Einstein. Einstein, in all of his brilliance, explains the theory of relativity with a simple story. If you touch a burning stove for a second, it feels like an hour. If you hold a beautiful woman's hand for an hour, it feels like a second. There are quite a few of us who have been touching hot stoves. The one thing, a garage full of toys is not the same as holding the hand of the one you love. That's the real deal, and that's really fun.